Welcome, everyone, to In the Know with Kat Bobbino. Today, my extra special guest is Dr. Drea Harrison. I know she says no one calls her that, but I refuse. You work hard to get a PhD, then you are a doctor in my book. And her PhD is in mathematics. And so that's one of the things we're going to start talking about tonight. So, again, if you're watching this on Facebook Live and you have questions or you want to join the conversation, make sure that you write it in the comment section. I should see it right here, and I can read it out loud. But, Drea, tell us, why math? Math. I, I love math. I've always been interested in math, and I think um, I'm a problem solver at my core, mm-hmm. and that's what mathematics is all about, solving mm-hmm. problems. So, I think that's what got me into math from the very beginning. Wow. <sighs> math is okay to me. <laughs> Once you start adding in some letters, you know, and then I have to remember all the formulas with the letters and what the letters stand for, I think that's where it kind of lost me. You know, I have, I I really struggle when people say, I'm not good at math or, you know, oh, I hate math because that's usually what happens. Right. People ask me what I do. Mm -hmm. I say I'm a mathematician and they say, I hate math. And then I don't know what I'm supposed to say after that. But, but one thing people never say is I hate reading. Right. True. I really, you know, like it's almost an embarrassment to to not to to struggle with reading. But for some reason with math, you know, it's OK to not be good at it. And that's one thing that really like bothers me. That's like my little soapbox thing. No, like, it's all good. Like one of the things um, I will say is I've had people tell me they don't like reading. OK. And it's sad. It's sad. It's very sad. But if you say you don't like math, people are like, oh, yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> I get it. I get that. <laughs> it's the same people probably who says they don't like science. Yeah. You know? See, and you're a scientist. Yeah. And you... you know, I got my degree in, in biology, and I'm like, oh, my God, let's talk about science. Nope. It's above my head. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like, but. See, for me, math is, like, so fundamental to life, just like reading, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a specialty. It is math and everything that you do. So I just really, I'm like, everybody needs to have some basic competency in math. Yeah. I used you to know. be, many, many, many moons ago, I used to be a vet tech. And a friend of mine, she was a math person. I was a science person. So we would share all these before memes were big. You know, we'd share, <laughs> our, we'd, like, find jokes and share them. And I, I always had to be honest, as much as I would talk about it, like math is the basis of all things. Like you can't do science, you can't do tech, engineering, you can't do any of that without math. Yeah. So right. it is the basis. I give you that. And it's not that I don't like math. It's just <laughs> <laughs> I know my strengths and my weaknesses. and I know how far to go. Got it. Yeah. I appreciate math. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but, uh. What school did you go to? What made you get into it? Okay, so like my life story a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I am originally from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Um, and I grew up there, born and raised. And I was always interested in math, so I took a lot of math classes, did a lot of like math camps, you know, did all this like extra little stuff around right. mathematics in Detroit. And I'm really grateful that they had those programs there because I was just an inner city kid going to public school. Um, and then I went off to, uh, Howard University. Okay. H-U. Uh-huh. Um, and I did not know what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I knew I was good at math. And at that time I didn't have a good concept of like what you could do with a math degree. Right. Right. Like math was something you kind of did to do. Like 
and I wasn't necessarily like a number cruncher so you know I didn't want to go into like finance or anything I like the problem solving aspect of math okay um so I still didn't know what I wanted to do but I figured I could major in math because I was good at it right right so I was like this should be easy and fun for me so I majored in math at Howard and I think along and I also majored in philosophy so I was um philosophy math major Okay. Because I really, like like I said, I'm not necessarily a number cruncher. I really enjoy, like, some of those, like, analytical things behind the mathematics. Right. Um, and that's how the philosophy kind of plays in. Um, and so at my, during my time at Howard, I had a professor who said, you know, you're really good at this. You should really think about graduate school, that sort of thing. Shout out to HBCUs. Right. Um, so, so he was, you know, he said, you should really think about graduate school. And that wasn't even on my radar. But he... Um, told me about some research opportunities that were available um, for undergraduates. And so that was meant to give me a little bit of a taste of what it meant to do um, mathematics at a higher level. Mm -hmm. So I did one of those one summer when I was an undergrad, and I really enjoyed it. You know, it was a big open research problem, and we were all there, and we were trying to figure it out together. And I really, like, loved that atmosphere. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. Wow. So... You know, so graduate school was on my radar, <laughs> so I had to, you know, um, apply and do all that. And I took a lot of extra courses to kind of prepare myself for graduate school. Okay. Uh, and I got in. Um, and so I went to Duke for um, my uh, graduate degree. And okay. Spent a long time there trying to get a PhD in math. So um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a long, hard slog, but but I got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do want to say, I mean, I went to an HBCU too, mm -hmm. and I never hate on a PWI. However, smaller schools, especially HBCUs, the professors are more hands-on. Absolutely. And they will guide you. They'll say, hey, I see your spark. Let me light it a little bit. Let me put some gasoline on that spark mm -hmm. and send you hopefully in the right direction. Which is amazing. So I'm glad that you had that professor. I'm, I am too. I don't know if I would have ended up where I ended up without somebody like him. Right. Kind of, because I just didn't have that. I didn't have that example. I didn't know other mathematicians. I didn't know any mathematicians. Right. Like the idea of a mathematician was just something that, yeah, I hadn't seen. So I get that. I mean, unfortunately, that is one of the aspects of STEM and all of our things we do with STEM is because we don't see us in there. We don't mm -hmm. see people who look like us in some of the fields that we can be in, that Absolutely. we belong in. Right. Absolutely. So I'm thankful for you agreeing to be on the podcast and on the show to share that. And so that people can see someone like them cool. on this. Happy so. to be here. Thank you. Um, so after school, after graduating, you finally got your PhD. Finally got my PhD. And I went off to work uh, for the Department of Defense, the U.S. federal government Department of Defense and in the um, intelligence community. Wow. Yeah. They needed. Um, so. Um, the agency I work for employs quite a bit of mathematicians. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went to do some applied math research there. And I spent about seven years working there. So is that in D.C.? In D.C. Okay. and In D.C. area, yeah. What were some of the things that you kind of worked on? So, you know, I did a lot, actually. Um, it was there that I was able to take some of the math fundamentals that I learned. Because I, I studied pure math, which mm -hmm. was... And I and I thought I was going to go into academia and be a professor and all of that. Um, right. But when I got into the government, you know, they really steered me into more of an applied math because we have to solve problems. Right. Um, and so I, that's where I picked up a lot of the coding that I learned and um, programming skills and 
um, software engineering skills and that sort of thing. So I did, I mean, what that agency was really looking for was problem solvers. Right. So whatever problem there was, they hired mathematicians because they knew that they had the capacity to solve problems and that right. they could pick up things. So I ended up picking up quite a few skills outside wow. of mathematics to solve like some really cool and hard problems. That's amazing. I was, <laughs> that's all I can say, but I mean, it makes sense, right? You know, with math or the research of math and using mm-hmm. math in that perspective is problem solving. It's problem solving. That, that's really all it is. So, I mean, if you have a child or a, a youth in your life that's into games or into solving an issue or solving mm-hmm. a problem, like, math can be their platform for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, because, like we said, math is the fundamental of everything. So, you need math to get it to the next level. Absolutely. So, that's awesome. Yeah, that and, was fun. Right. <laughs> that was fun. Seven yeah. years of fun. Seven years of fun. Okay. For sure. For sure. And feeling like you were working on some stuff that really had some impact, you know. Um, and the, um, organization that I worked for, you know, dealt with a lot of data Mm -hmm. before this big data thing was a really a thing, you know, they were always dealing with these large volumes of data. So I got a lot of experience with some of the technology that's like so common now that people are talking about artificial intelligence and data, data science and all that. And, And I feel like I was doing that. Before it was really a thing. Like seven, at least seven years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Before everyone's talking about it. And before it. there was a name for it, you know? Right. And I do have another friend of mine. Her name is Adamica. She started another nonprofit or another, not another. She started a nonprofit called Self-Esteem with a, a bunch of amazing women. But she also has her degree in math, mm-hmm. you know? And because of that and her MBA, she was able to do data science before data science was a thing. Yep. And so now that's all the jobs I see is data <laughs> science, data yeah. science. And I actually had a, um, I had met a professor at an HBCU in Texas and he was like, you should get a, a master's in math. And I was like, okay, like mm. my degree's in science. So I don't see mm-hmm. how I could do the master's in math, but I'm going to say he was right. <laughs> if I had got a master's in math, I'd probably be doing data science right now. That's the hot thing right now for sure. It is. It is. So, from your experience in the government, do you um, think that you should be considering that as a possible career option? Oh, data science? Or math in general? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, yes. <laughs> I just don't think you can go wrong. I think there's so many different directions you can go in with a math degree. I have other colleagues who have worked for um, finance companies. Mm-hmm. I have colleagues that have worked for um, insurance companies. You know, there's... There's really no limit. I've had some friends who did really great things with um, Major League Baseball and and sports analytics and that sort of thing with math degrees. Yeah, that's one of the things I've been trying to find out here. I'm like, someone here is doing the statistics for the A's or the Giants or someone's doing the work for the Raiders and the Warriors. And so I'm looking for those people to bring on the show. I think that that would also encourage our next group of kids to be like, oh, absolutely. Because you already know the statistics. They already know it. Mm-hmm. They just don't realize that they're just doing math mm-hmm. That's in the it. same basis of it. So if you know anyone, let them. They can okay. be on the show. <laughs> okay. So, um, but after you've worked seven years in the government and D.C., what brought you to California? <sighs> my family. So uh, <laughs> my my husband got an opportunity out here in the Bay Area and... You know, I was just like, this is, you know, Silicon Valley, right? Yes. Like, I, I should give it a shot. And um, 
yeah, we decided to move our family out here. Um, and I had a couple of connections here um, at some of the big tech companies. But there was a position at Netflix okay. uh, that really interested me. And it was about um, education. It was really a developer education role um, where they were trying to help enable their employees to um, better le leverage data. Right. Mm, okay. Okay. So Netflix, you know, has access to a lot of data. They like to better leverage it to for a lot of reasons, right? To better inform their members' um, recommendations um, for their finance, for their marketing, whatever, you know. And so they had this effort going on internally to like better educate everyone, not mm -hmm. just the data scientists, but everyone in the company to leverage the data that they had. And so I thought that was great for me because one thing I learned over those seven years with the government was that I'm a pretty good mathematician, but I'm also a very good communicator. Oh, okay. And, um, and I really <clears throat> liked teaching people and helping people and enabling right. people and that sort of thing. Um, so I was like this, position was made for me so um, i applied for that i got it so i'm at netflix now i don't actually do that okay um, <laughs> you started there i started there right yeah um but but now i still work with data and data engineers and i still kind of like an empowering and enablement role but i work as a, a technical program manager i still sometimes write code um i don't do much of the like nitty-gritty mathematics anymore mm -hmm. um but it it always comes into play Right. You, you know, something that I need to remember how to do. Maybe I need to do some quick stats for a report or something like that. It right. always comes up. Okay. So uh, this is a off subject question, kind of. Um, so are you really good at Excel then? <laughs> and all of the <laughs> formulas and putting them in Excel? Yeah, I'm getting better with Excel. Uh, you know what? I'll take because of my background, I'll take something that somebody gives me in Excel and I'll put it in a um, Python, like a Jupyter notebook <laughs> and run like, and, and just do what I need to do in Python. Okay. And I'll export it back to Excel for you. Cause yeah. I just didn't, um, I didn't use Excel a lot in my career, but like a right. lot of basic programming languages, I'm feel much more comfortable with. Right. I know someone who loves, in excel and all the math mm -hmm. in excel and i'm a novice not gonna tell me because it's a it's a difference my husband is um finance he works in finance and he is much better with numbers i tell people this all the time than i am right like right. i'm the person with the math degree He's way better with numbers and Excel and things like that. Okay. And run circles around me. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, like math is about, you know, thinking really deep. Yes. You know, so. it is. It, it's, it's a lot. And I think a lot of times people don't realize how much math impacts them. Mm -hmm. You know, how much math we do every day, how much math is in our daily lives. And right. even with some of the streaming like Netflix yes. and the rest of them, I'm not going to say them because talk we, about them we're not talking because they don't compare <laughs> okay <laughs> but you know as you know we don't sometimes i don't think we realize how long netflix has been around and 
how much has changed over the years. Yes. And yes. so it went from streaming a couple of things and getting DVDs in the mail to now making their own TV shows, making their own movies, and just doing all this amazing stuff. Like people, it, it is hard to compare. Mm-hmm. It to is. Netflix. Cause. Yeah, well, when, you, when you're the pioneer, right, like you kind of have a little bit of a head start on everybody. True. So, yeah, but it, it's changed a lot. And a lot of that um, is informed by the data, right? And so we do a lot of experimentation, a lot of um, um, data science to just try as enjoyable to the members as possible. Okay. So, I mean, you don't have to answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there something we should be looking forward to with Netflix in the next couple of years? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think some cool things have happened, like, within the last year. Like, um, like and I don't know if many... Yeah, that... I don't know if, if people are, like, watch Black Mirror, but we had this uh, Bandersnatch episode where you got to sort of choose your yeah. own adventure type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, that was that was a huge... Thing, right like watching tv and real time making a decision and then like the story just continues on, on um, based on the decision that you made there was so much that went into that like it was, it was i'm crazy. not even gonna lie like that came out during the holiday right because mm-hmm. i remember so if you guys have watched this show or episode or not this episode but the show before you know my producer rock who sometimes head gets in the way in the film and <laughs> with the filming um we were at his house watching that oh, okay and i feel like him and his wife had already seen it but they made us watch it because they was like y'all have to watch this and then pick what's was gonna not, happen mm-hmm. next and i and i feel like they watched it a few times actually because they kept picking picking different, different yeah. outcomes mm-hmm. and uh but yeah that was that's crazy kind of, yeah, that's right kind of crazy, that was right <laughs> it was super interesting but very outside the box yes and i, I think that's kind of where netflix likes to position itself like we're gonna try the innovative things. Right. Um, but we're not going to get away too much from like just showing you movies, right? You mm-hmm. know, and showing you sh- TV and like entertaining you. We don't really want to do a whole bunch of other stuff. I don't know. That. I feel like they can make another Bandersnatch because <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. I think. And then they were, they made Bird Box, right? Yes. Yes. And that, and... that blew up. That was a meme and everything. That was oh just... my goodness. <laughs> and then I, what was scary was people blindfolding themselves and actually trying to drive. That was crazy. That was scary. I'm not going <laughs> to That just We take no sh- responsibility. <laughs> that just kind of goes to show you how some people's mentality is. I'm not going to hate on them. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. That's your mentality, right? Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so we see in that. And so Netflix, do they have th- other things, I guess, in the works because of the data that they might yeah. be bringing us in the you future? Know, I can't, I can't, I can't think of anything <laughs> to Netflix. If you want to see like Nigerian dramas, right? Like you can see yes. that on Netflix. You know, you can yeah. see um, Bollywood movies on Netflix. You can see everything on Netflix. You can see black and white movies, yes, some can. some older movies, mm-hmm. new movies, everything in between. I think I just watched Bebe's Kids again. See, wow, see? on Netflix. <laughs> and and I think you know, so some streaming um, services might be like really highbrow about like what they want to show. And we're like, no, we want to entertain people. Right. right. Like, what do they like? Right. That's what we'll show. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched Greece yeah. for like the millionth time. Exactly. That's what people Netflix, like. Right. You know, so we don't have to do a whole lot of crazy, you know, new no. innovative things. Right. We just got to give the people what they want. And I respect that. 
<laughs> so what do you see math going in the next couple of years? I mean, math has been around forever yeah. since ancient times. But what do you think math is going to bring us in like the next couple of years? So I think, you know, like even today, I don't think I would recommend somebody just do math. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think it has to be math with something else, um, okay. partly because, like I said, when I was studying pure math in graduate school, I had um, this vision of becoming a professor. But like academia has changed. Yes. Right. So it's hard <clears throat> to get professor jobs now. It's like oversaturated. You have a lot of people with PhDs who can't get a position at a, at a university or college, right, right? Right, Or they're working at two and three or four different community colleges just to kind of put a paycheck together. Um, and so I wouldn't put all my eggs in, like, that academic basket anymore. Mm-hmm. So I would take your math, pair it with something very, like, applicable and practical and, and move in that, right? So, like, math in an MBA. Yeah, right. that sounds great, right? right? Like, math and computer science. Can't go wrong with that. Right. <laughs> like, um, I know people have do, done math and like art and math. I mean, just a bunch of different things. Um, because I think the math gives you analytic skills. And in any industry, people are always looking for people. You're always going to have to analyze something, right? Like there's right. always something to analyze. So I think what I would encourage students um, today to think about is like, what do you like to do? And can you pair it up with math? Like, can math enhance that in some way? Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying, like, because I know a lot of people who are considering science and math, mm-hmm. you know, in order to be the data scientist for research projects, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think there's a big field growing, like, biostatistics. Yes. Yep. You know, that's growing. And I don't know. I think I have a fear, and maybe you can... You know, put uh, douse the flyers of my fear when it comes to bioscience. But uh, as someone who likes science and who likes being outside and doing research, I don't want to be the person stuck at the computer oh. doing the math and the data. I'd rather be the person out there yeah. doing the research. I get that. And I think that's important. And I think, yeah, and I don't think that's going to go away. Um, but I do think you need some well-trained people to be the person at the computer. So what's happening right now is... Right. We have a ton of data. And if we don't have well-trained people who can analyze that data, I think they can do a lot of damage. Right. Mm. And we we already see that kind of happening. Right. Um, where people just kind of like don't know what they're looking at, don't know how to interpret it, you know, do some analysis, but like have a very weak understanding of like what went into it. And they make recommendations that just Doesn't, aren't right. You yeah. know? So um, I don't think like that field research will ever go away. But I also think you want somebody really strong at the computer, too. Right. And I think, because I did have some people who were in research who mm-hmm. asked me, Kat, can you come do this? But we want you to do the data. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah. Yeah. yeah. It's just not your thing. I can't do the, mm-hmm. I can't just do data. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I can't do it, but I can't just do data. Right. And I think that there are people who can. And that's cool. It's just not me. And the problem is if they get a mathematician to come do the data, then that mathematician doesn't know the bio that they need. Right. To like, you know, really help you. Um, and so that's something I think like mathematicians run into quite a bit. It's like mm-hmm. needing some kind of domain knowledge, right? Like, right. Um, and Netflix, you know, I had to learn a little bit about how we stream movies and, you know, that sort of thing. It wasn't something I knew before, but I had to go in there and learn a little bit of it. Yeah. So you feel like uh, the work you did with the government prepared you for 
Netflix. Absolutely. Because with the government, nobody's you. I didn't get hired in at, like to do a particular job. It was like, come in and be a mathematician and we're going to put you wherever we need you. <laughs> and so you need to go and learn. Like if it's, um, you know, if we're, we're talking about, um, I don't know, wireless radios and we need some sort of mathematical analysis about right. those kinds of signals. Right. I had to go and learn about wireless radios and, right. and that sort of thing. And if we need you over here, like, you know, doing some other kind of data analysis for a whole nother domain, do that. Right. And so I was just very used to being agile in that way. Just kind of learning the, yes. the space. Right. And then taking what I knew and applying it to that space. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. So the government kind of threw you in the middle of the pond, but you right. figured it out. Absolutely. You know, because your analytical skills, mm-hmm. you're able to figure it out. So, you know, I'm going to um, switch gears a little bit. <clears throat> and one of my favorite movies, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, Hidden Genius. Oh. Or Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Why did I say Hidden Genius? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, Hidden Figures. Yes. And all the work that they did. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about that? Like their pioneer work with the government yep. in math and then bringing that to the forefront. I thought that was amazing. I like, I've watched that movie so many times. So I thought <laughs> it was great. And, um... I think I think that's kind of like the story for a lot of women and black women, right? That mm-hmm. like you're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Sometimes you don't even know like what the outcome of it is going to be, right? Right. Um but you're doing a lot of work behind the scenes and you don't often get recognized for it. And so I thought the movie was great because we would have never known those names. Never. 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 Yeah. And the fact that one of the Catherine is mm-hmm. still alive, yeah, you know, that's amazing. Like this story happened in our time frame and she's still alive and they're still honoring her. Yeah. And they probably would have never honored her if someone didn't take the time out to write the book mm-hmm. and then create the movie. Yep. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I had a recently had a woman in here who's getting her Ph.D. in um in chemistry and in biology and she works with microtubules and all this greatness at Berkeley. But she was talking about how she'll go to a conference mm-hmm. and she's the only person of color or only mm-hmm. black woman there. How do you feel like that when it comes to mathematics and being a black woman in yeah. mathematics? I'm always the only person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, always the only one. I, I was the only one in the six years that I was at Duke getting my wow. BSc. Um, yeah. Only black woman in that program at that time. Um, and I think I've gotten so used to it. I've been in a lot of spaces where I've been the only one. Um, but what has benefited me, I think, is to have a community. So there are some great organizations out there, National Association of Mathematicians, which is actually a black organization. Okay. Um, the Conference for African-American Researchers in the Mathematical Sciences. And, um, those organizations are like... Um, family reunion, right? Like, right, so you, exactly. You, you go to work every day. You go to all these other professional conferences, but then those conferences, right? Like that's where you kind of get refreshed and you know rejuvenated, like because you find other people that look like you, and I think that's really important. So it's fine. I'm the only one in those spaces, but I don't know if I could only ever see people like me. Like I think it's important to right to like have some type of community um, that you can feel comfortable with. Um, and to kind of touch base with them and connect with them often. Right. So I think it's kind of like there's multiple levels to being in these groups. You know, you got the mathematicians of one group. Mm -hmm. We're all into, we love it. We math people, got it. And then you got 
people of color in there. Mm-hmm. And then you got black people in, mm-hmm. in math, mm-hmm. you know, and there's different levels. Yep. Like, um, I love science. I'm definitely seeing multiple of other races <laughs> in science. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, way more than I see myself. Yeah. But I'm not going to shun them, you know. And they, they're still helping me pioneer my way, and I'm helping them. And so it's, it's important to be open-minded. Absolutely. But then you do see someone who... Uh, Someone who looks like you, who has your interest. And now that's just a whole nother level. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's a whole nother moment of your life. <laughs> you like what I like? Yep. We can converse about this? So, yeah, I, I completely understand that sentiment. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I would love to see more black women in math and science. Um, and I think, you know, it just really comes down to making it um, accessible and, you know, giving them more exposure. I think that's, that's all it comes down to. But I have like nieces and they're not interested in math and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, they, they see me, but they're not interested in math and that's, that's fine. Same here. You know? <laughs> I actually had one niece who was like, I like biology and I'm going to talk about her. And she was like, I love biology. Biology is so easy in high school. And then she went to college and she was like, what the hell <laughs> is college biology? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, uh, you could have called me. Like, Right here, I could have helped you, walked you through it. And she was like, nope, not a biology major anymore. Aww. I was like, but, but you were one after my own heart. Like, <laughs> you were going to do biology. <laughs> it's cool, though. I, I can't be mad at it, but I get it. Yeah, but I have, I mean, I have my own children now. So, like, um, they're really young, but I'm kind of indoctrinating them a little bit. So, so one... I tell people this all the time, like, you know, how do you get your kids, like, interested in math? I just, I think it's really important to point out math everywhere. Right. So, like, when my um, little ones, my youngest, were, like, first learning to, like, walk up the stairs, we would just count stairs as we walked, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then, if, and then you know, as they get older and they're all wild and active, because I have three little boys, and they're very active. Oh, all boys. <laughs> and, and now when they're jumping downstairs... Right. Okay. So you want to skip stairs? Well, we're going to count by twos, right? Like, right. you know, it's just like, it's a way to like incorporate it and make it fun and, and make it really practical. So it doesn't seem like something that's like abstract and far off and not useful. Right. I always say that, like, I don't have kids. So if I ever were to have kids, I'm pointing out the science behind everything, everything that right? they do, you know? <laughs> and then I, I do have this awkward thing. So... <laughs> I love playing domino. Okay. I mean, it's just my thing. I like it. So when I am driving or I'm riding in a car and I see a license plate, I count it. And for whatever reason, I get like a little joy of happiness if it's a multiple of five, <laughs> you know. But other than that, I just count the the numbers on the license plate. And that's just one of my little, I guess, weird quirks that I have. But it just reminds me of dominoes because if it's a multiple of five, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> that license plate is the bomb. <laughs> it's super, it's super... But it's good. It keeps so it weird to me. I, I think that's good. I think being able to sort of like see numbers in different places and all that, it just makes it more real. Yeah, yeah. it does. And then, you know, incorporating that with kids young, mm-hmm. you know, that's, they always say that a kid's brain is super soft. It doesn't have all the ridges in it just yet, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, they're learning. Mm-hmm. And this is the great, the best time to teach them anything, a new language or science or math or anything like that, because as their brains start to 
become the ridges of memory and things like that, like it sticks with them. Absolutely. And so I'm a big, big advocate for kids learning more than what we're showing them on TV or putting them in school to learn. Like this is the best time to get them going, mm-hmm. get them started in things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you do if your kids was like all math majors? <laughs> I, I, I think I'd be happy, you know, I'd be happy, but you know, you worry too. Like you don't want them to like feel pressure. So, you know, I don't know. I just want them to kind of find their own way. But this is what I was saying to you in the beginning of the program. Like, they don't have to be math majors, but I want them to have, like, I don't want them to have math anxiety right. or math fear. And I right. want them to have, like, a really good level of, like, basic math competency, right? Because you go out here, you know, you talk to a cashier and their register goes down and they, like, start to sweat if they yes. have to do this, like, by hand. And I don't, yeah, I don't want that for my kids, right? Right. I think somebody, I think I saw it on Facebook. Somebody I went to the store and their purchase was like 1437 And they gave them uh, $20.50. And they were like, I just want a five back. And they were like, uh, trying to do the math. And it was like, <laughs> it's $5.03. <laughs> Give me the five back. But it was just, it was hard. Because people get really anxious around math. And I, I, that's what makes me kind of sad. Right. That's what I was talking about with the, yeah. like, yeah, I just want to, if I could get rid of math anxiety, right, like, I, that would be my one wish. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I'm not trying, I think that's a great thing for you to do. No, nah, I'm serious. Like, that's a great, uh, what's the word I want to use here? That's a great goal mm-hmm. to aspire to. There's so many things that we got to get ourselves outside <laughs> of being anxious about. Yeah. You know, and that's just one of them. And I think that's admirable. It should be one of them. But, you know, I've seen kids today in, like, elementary or middle school because of technology, you know, they don't want to read. Right. Yeah. They just don't want to read. And I'm like, every time I see it, I see a kid with a a phone or a tablet. Their head is down, you know, chin touching their chest plate. I'm like, you're going to get a neck ache. Neck you're like, can you look up? <laughs> look out the window. Something. And um, I see it all the time. Yeah. I'm like, here's a book. <laughs> but, you know, we had a coworker who has started implementing, like, uh, reading time. Whole family reading time oh, on yeah. Sundays. And I think she started with, like, 10 minutes. And now it's grown to 20 minutes. Just to make sure that everyone stops and read. Yeah. I think that's really great. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, I don't know, it could be done with math. Maybe. Ten minutes every Sunday, we're going to do a little math. A game. A game of math. Yeah, math game. You know, me as dominoes, but whatever. That's cool, too, you know. (laughs) Is there a math game? I think there are math. Oh, there's plenty of math games. games. Don't ask me. I'm the nerd. I get get all the math games. (laughs) And then you whoop everybody in. Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I ain't mad I'm not mad at all that's I get it you know but that's cool so um outside of math like we talked a lot about math tonight mm-hmm. so outside of math mm-hmm. what, are, what do you do what's what's fun for Dr. Hairston so I did mention that I am the mom of three little boys <laughs> so I'm quite busy um with them and their activities but we're we're probably a sports family you know so we do a lot of sports 
Um, I like to play sports too. That's the only way. Like I don't have time to really go to the gym and all that. Right. So I like to play with the kids and do that sort of thing. That's my way to really get like a quick workout in. Um, so sports, watching or playing. And then um, I would say, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a foodie, so I like to go to nice restaurants. I'm a foodie. Yeah, I'm definitely a foodie. So, yeah. But what what sports? What's your what's your game of choice? I played basketball when I was younger. I played softball in college, so um, I still do both. I um, I coached my son's team last year. What? With, yeah, the little boys. Okay. And, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, basketball or baseball probably be my sports so who is your team i know you're not a bay area native i'm not so a bay area native it's okay if it's not a bay area team i do i mean i like the warriors for sure but i'm always a hometown like detroit is my hometown right so i root for all the detroit teams okay. no matter how terrible they are i was and about to say it's very terrible i don't be hearing a lot about the lions mm -hmm. i'm a football person yeah so the lions are always awful yeah i, um, I wasn't gonna say it <laughs> yeah. but but they they, you know, are always sold out. You know, like Detroiters support them. It's crazy. Um, Pistons, Detroit Pistons and basketball team. Mm -hmm. I support them. And the Tigers, the baseball team. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't have anything to say about them because I don't. Yeah, no, it's Detroit. I mean, this is just a Midwest, you know, city. It's not the big, flashy. But the Pistons had a good run like a little while back, right, where they won some championships. Yes, so. I remember. I remember. I'm not a big basketball person, but I remember mm -hmm. hearing about it, you know. But I'm an Oakland native, so when the Warriors was winning, that was like, oh, there's, base there's basketball here. Let me watch, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I still didn't watch until championship games, so okay. what but, can I say? But are you a Raiders fan? Or? I am a Raiders fan. Okay. Most definitely. Mad at them for going to Vegas. I will not be a Vegas Raider fan. I am an <laughs> Oakland Raider fan. Okay. Yeah. She yeah. made that very clear. <laughs> yes. So I, I will be wearing the Oakland Raider gear when they go to Vegas. I refuse to change my outfit. I refuse <laughs> to buy Raider Vegas stuff. I will only rock Oakland Raiders. Okay, that's my PSA. I'm done. I'm off my, my pedestal yeah. about that. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. When they went to L.A., at least they were still in California. They still wasn't feeling it. But whatever. You know. Won't hate on them. <laughs> so, but, um, so the sports fan sports and fan. all the sports or baseball and uh, Yeah, most of the sports, though. Like, I mean, I think, yeah. If it's sports, if you invite me to a sports outing, I'm, I'm there no matter what. Have you been to the Black Hole or went to a Raiders game? No. <laughs> I have not. How long have you lived out here? Just, it's been a short while. Okay, okay. Yeah. I give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. You missed out. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm pretty sure you guys tailgate well. Yeah, so that's something. I mean, like I said, I have a little little one. So, mm -hmm. like, it's always, we're still trying to get back, get our lives back. <laughs> but, but yeah. Moving out here, having a family. Moving across the country. That was right. big. I know. Big. Yeah. But, I mean, you guys took an opportunity and you jumped on it. So, you know. We did. Can't be mad at that. But I do want to keep in touch and I want to know what uh, to look out for the Netflix because I'm going to be I oh, like sure. my Netflix I watch my Netflix all the time follow follow Strong Black Lead on Instagram so you can find Strong out all Strong Black Lead what did they do that's the Netflix channel for people like us what okay yeah. okay okay so they do a lot of um, they, they kind of give people a heads up about the content that's coming on that might be interested in look that up right now 
Okay. Yeah. I ain't mad at that. Now, <clears throat> this is a personal question, personally okay. for me. How do I get my show on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I've been searching for that for like two years. You know, it's really hard. You know, I'll, I'll <laughs> yes. say like we don't, and Netflix does not take any pitches or anything. You have to have an agent. And it is very Hollywood, right? So I can see that because I'm like, I want to do a science show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, y'all gave a science show to RZA. I mean, I'm not going to hate on RZA, but it only lasted one season for a reason. Mm-hmm. No hate. Um, but I'm like, yeah, give it to a scientist. <laughs> like, how about that? How about we give yeah. the science show to an actual scientist? Yeah. Yeah, no, they you, you need an agent and... Uh... You need to go through that whole process. Go the whole Hollywood, Hollywood process. process. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, though. You know, because once you get an end with Netflix, that's an end. You know, people going to watch your show Yeah, on they do. Got a lot of viewers, and they treat their uh, talent well, so. All right, then. Fine. <laughs> so, is there anything else you want to share with us before we head out? And also, if there's any way people get in touch with you, how can they talk to you about math? Oh, man. You know what? Social I am, media I am not them. really a no. social media person. Okay, okay. Um, well, you can email me and then I'll, I'll vet you and then <laughs> see if I can email it to her. Yeah, you know, I think that's a holdover from my, like, uh, government days where I just uh, kind of keep a low profile. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I get that. You know, I get that. Because you did a lot <laughs> of things that we don't want to discuss tonight. <laughs> Worked on a lot of projects. Worked on a lot so, of projects. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Well, if you have questions about math, you can ask me. I won't answer. I will see if Dr. Harrison can answer. Absolutely. I'm friendly. <laughs> yeah. But is there anything else you want to tell the audience before we cut out? Um, no, I think I just, I hope that, like, I kind of opened up some folks' minds about the things you can do with mathematics. Like, when right. you study math, you don't have to be a mathematician. Right. You know, it can just empower you to be whatever you have a passion about. Okay, that's good. So, um, I want to thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight for In the Know with Kat Bobino and with my extra special guest, um, one of the few black women that I know who have a PhD in mathematics, which is amazing. My brother actually has a bachelor's in math, okay. and he became a pilot, so you never know you... what that degree <laughs> can lead you to. Absolutely. And so, um, usually my producer or my boyfriend would hit the stop, but I guess they're not listening to me right now. Oh, there they are. Okay, so thank you everyone for joining (laughs) us tonight and good night.